Today is Saturday, December 5th. You know, remote work is fast becoming one of the most attractive benefits an employer can offer. The freedom to work wherever you want with more flexible hours is great motivation for people who can't stand the tedium and sterility of office life. Many workers are actually willing to forego vacations and pay raises for the chance to work remotely. This week, we'll discuss a list of interesting stats and recent polls to explore just how popular this trend has become. Our aim is to help both employers and employees create the best and most productive work environment possible. So join us for this week's edition of Savopedia. And this week's episode is brought to you by waterpawsco.com, apparel for your furry friends. Handmade custom bandanas for your cats and dogs made right here in the USA by a woman-owned business. You know, with the holidays fast approaching, now's the time to get the quality your pups deserve. So please visit their website at www.water. P-A-W-S-C-O dot com. Fast-breaking developments in the coronavirus emergency in the U.S. and around the world. The number of cases soaring just today. You know, since the COVID outbreak hit in March, a large number of companies across the country and around the world sent staff home to work remotely. Some have returned in reduced capacity and others still working remotely for the foreseeable future and some actually indefinitely. So how has this affected or yet to affect your daily routine? What will your company's workplace look like in the future? How will this affect employee engagement and overall production? And it also calls into question the biggest point, how we now more than ever have to balance our work life and home life. So tonight we'll explore the pros and cons of working remotely, or as Time Magazine coined 2020, the world's largest work-from-home experiment. Now, let me just preface this whole episode by saying it's obvious working remotely does not pertain to every profession. We all know that. The world will always need on-site employees to fill a wide variety of roles. But for the sake of argument this week, we're just focusing in on professions that are able to offer these work-from-home opportunities. So to begin, let's look where we came from prior to the spring of this year. According to a recent Bureau of Labor and Statistics report, in 2020, before the arrival of COVID, there were already 7 million people, and that's 43% of overall U.S. employees all were already working remotely, which came to a shock to me. I, I had no idea it was that high. Over the last five years, the number of people working at home remotely has grown by 44%. And since 2005, 140%. So with advancements in technologies such as Skype, Zoom, Microsoft Teams, I can go on, DocuSign, smartphone apps, you know, laptop and tablet connections. I personally, uh, for a phone, uh, we use this system called Jabber. So Jabber connects my office phone to my laptop. So if my office phone rings at my desk in my cubicle, in my physical building, wherever I am around the world, as long as I have a Wi-Fi connection, 
the phone's going to ring on my laptop. So I can take calls from my office anywhere in the world. So with those kind of advancements, there's little doubt work from home trends will continue to increase into the future. So let's look at some stats. According to over 100 reports, and these reports are coming from OWL Labs, Upwork, FlexJobs, and Buffer, LinkedIn, and many others, um, we're going to just touch on a few tonight. And I'll give you some stats, and then we're going to go over some of the surveys that were taken. So you're going to get the numbers, and then you're going to get people's feelings, and then we'll wrap it all up. So 85% of businesses that implemented flexible work locations have already made their company more productive. And how more productive? Well, we're going to get into that in a couple of minutes. Remote workers are 20 to 25% more productive than their on-site colleagues. So that's due to less distractions, impromptu meetings, interruptions, that person who always walks to your desk and, can I bother you for a minute? Uh, and employees who work remotely are likely to be more happy and therefore more productive. In 2018 alone, U.S. businesses saved over $44 billion in operating expenses, and that's $44 billion with a B. According to the stats, uh, the employers saved an average of $11,000 a year per employee, and that's because they didn't have to provide a physical working space incur other costs such as utilities, hardware, routers, internet, you name it. And globally, 52% of workers already work from home at least once per week. And the trending shows this will only increase. I know many companies like mine um, around the world, a lot of employees already set up with laptops. And I understand if you don't have a laptop and you have a, a PC at work, then maybe it's a little more difficult to work remotely. Um, obviously, you're not going to be dragging that PC back and forth. So uh, a lot of these companies that were including included in these statistics had their employees already set up on laptops. So therefore, they're already able to work remotely. And companies that allow remote work have 25% lower employee turnover than those that don't. So I'll say that again, because that's a big one. The companies that allow this remote work have a 25% lower employee turnover. That's huge in business today. Telecommunicators save over 22 days a year by not traveling to work. So think of it, 22 days, that's almost a full month, right? So not only is the employee benefiting, just think of the employer's point of view. You have a worker who you're getting 22 days right now. You're losing 22 days just on travel back and forth to work, whether it's in the car or transit, whatever. You're getting back those 22 days. So instead of being stuck in traffic, like I said, they can use this time more productively. So this is surprising. On average, 44% of remote workers who have unlimited vacation options only take two or three weeks off per year. Even when their companies offered unlimited vacation options. Nearly half of all remote work is off for just two or three weeks of vacation a year. And besides that, 10% settle for only one or two weeks, while 5% are okay with less than even that. And the bottom 5% don't take any vacation time at all. Now, I'm not saying I would ever go that far. Obviously, vacation time is always a much needed break in life. However, this is one reason why remote worker productivity is usually higher than those working on site. 
And the most important stat, for me anyway, folks working at home reduce greenhouse gas emissions by an amount equal to 10 million cars annually. So that shows that remote work isn't only beneficial for employees and their employers, but also for the environment. That's huge. According to a report by Upwork, aside from first responders, retail, and medical, by the year 2028, 73% of all U.S. companies will employ some level of remote workers. And, you know, talking about medical, obviously, first responders and medical will always be needed on hand. Uh, but for regular office visits, if you will, you know, we mentioned in an earlier episode when Diane Marola was on the show that even some medical has switched virtually. My last two appointments with my primary care physician and my sleep apnea physician were both via Zoom. So I did not go to a physical office. Obviously, when I had to get blood work done, that was on site. Other than that, my appointments have been via phone call or via Zoom. So you could see how that's also changed. By the beginning of 2020, remote work stats show big increases in the share number. But how do the employees feel about this situation? So now we're going to get a look at some surveys um, by Gallup Research. Uh, we'll look at a few LinkedIn, Facebook. There were a number of surveys taken, and we're only going to mention a few here tonight. So number one, I will say 97% of the respondents would love to have a flexible working plan in the long run. That's a large number. 76% of those workers would be more willing to stay with their current employer if they could work flexible hours. And I think we just mentioned that in the stats as well. And 74% of those workers would actually quit their job if offered a more flexible option elsewhere. So the option of working from home, right, is such a great motivation that 74% of those workers said they would gladly leave their current job to obtain it. That is mind-boggling. So this is one of the reasons why companies that don't offer remote work have higher turnover rates than those that do. So think about that if you're an employer listening to this podcast. So 86% of people feel that working remotely actually reduces stress. And we've already touched on a couple of things. I know it's reduced stress in my life. Uh, and at, of that 86%, 77% believe remote work improves general health because it actually allows for a better diet, more exercise, and generally a healthier lifestyle. Here's another one. 69% of millennials would give up other work benefits for a more flexible working space. So when you think of it, if you know, you're older like myself and you're eh, you know the millennials and everything's about the millennials, just think of this one number that actually surprised me. Millennials make up 50% of the entire U.S. workforce. So they have a strong voice right now in this world. And because of that, companies that want to keep their employees happy, I think are going to have to think about flexibility as one of their most important benefits. 90% of the respondents of these surveys say that flexibility in their work arrangement contributes to their morale. Well, I think we already know that. And 75% who work remotely reported fewer distractions. And we mentioned that earlier as well. So as I read through these stats, 83% of workers report that the ability to work remotely at least sometime would actually act as the clincher if they were deciding on two similar job offices. So you can see how from these stats 
and from these surveys, how remote work has actually become a large part of how employees now are choosing where they work and when they work. You know, it used to be money, benefits, and vacation time and a retirement plan. Now it seems that it's shifting towards that is more secondary and the most important benefit right now is what is my working remotely opportunity. So now that we've addressed the stats and the polls, you know, let's talk about some of the pros and cons, right? What are some of the advantages of working remotely? Well, number one, really work from anywhere at any time, right? Uh, You're no longer limited by a, a location or a time. You know, employees are able to work pretty much anywhere, any time of the day. Uh, And it almost seems like that traditional nine to five working day no longer applies, you know, which can also be a disadvantage. And I'm going to get into that in a minute when we talk about the downsides. So for now, we're going to continue to focus on the advantages and we'll get to that in a minute. So again, no daily commute. So now you're saving on car, train and other public transit Anyone listening who has sat in traffic, I mean, I've sat in L.A. traffic, I've sat in Boston traffic, uh, traffic down in Florida. So anyone who does that on a daily basis, I think can pretty much agree that if you eliminate that from your day, that is a whole lot of stress that you're getting rid of. And health-wise, that really means a lot, right? So you're getting rid of a lot of that stress. More importantly, less costly, right? So you work from a remote location. Like I said, you're not sitting in traffic. So now you're saving on gas. And what is gas now? It's around two, two fifty a gallon on average. Might be higher or lower where you're listening from, but you're saving on gas and you're saving money on eating every day, right? So you may bring your lunch to work every day and say, okay, well, I'm not going to save a lot of money. But uh, myself, I'll speak personally. I always say I'm going to bring my lunch, I'm going to pack a bag, I'm going to bring it to lunch, I'm going to bring it to work the next day, and that never seems to happen. So 10.30 at night rolls around, and I'm sitting on the couch with my heavy eyes, and I never end up making my lunch. And then before you know it, it's time to wake up, and you're on the tee going to work. So my day mostly consists of get on the tee, get to work, I get settled in, say hi to everyone, go down to the cafeteria for my morning oatmeal and my coffee. So let's just say that's usually around $4. And then around lunchtime, I go back to the cafeteria and it's on average about $8 for lunch. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. If I go out into the neighborhood where my building is, then we're talking about $15 for lunch. So for the sake of argument, let's just say I'm in the cafeteria and I'm spending $8 on lunch. So between my morning breakfast and coffee and lunch, so that's $12 a day, right? So that works out to be $60 a week. Annually, that's $3,120 I'm saving on food alone. Now I ride the tea to work every day. The tea in Boston is $2.40 each way. So that's $4.80 a day, which means it's $24 a week and $1,248 a year. So if I combine my transit and food savings, it's $4,368 I'm saving by working remotely. And that's just me personally. My employer 
is saving money on utilities uh, and water and internet and you name it. So we mentioned better health, um, where remote workers say they have more time to incorporate physical exercise into their day. Uh, and it's not like, you know, you're working remotely from the gym, but say you want to go for a walk, right? Maybe where you work, you don't even work in a desirable neighborhood where you can go for a walk during the day. But now you have the opportunity. If you want to take a half an hour or whatever and just go for a walk just to get some fresh air, kind of break up your day and get back in. Because remember, you're not tied to that nine to five anymore. The other thing, in addition to, you're not exposed to sick coworkers. If you're anything like me, there's always one person who's hacking up a lung at the office that people are trying to avoid. So again, you know, you don't, that's kind of cut out of the equation as well. So there's less interruptions, right? Working remotely allows you to focus on the job at hand without distractions of socializing or office chatter. You know, like I said, somebody walking up to your desk, hey, do you got a minute? Hey, can I just pull you away? Hey, can you jump in a meeting? Uh, or that water cooler chat, all of that is is cut out of your day. That's a pretty big part of what goes on during the day. So you're saving that valuable time where you could be more productive at home. You can be focused in on what you're doing without all of those distractions. You know, another big advantage is family alone. So think of the quality time, spending more time uh, because you're cutting that commute out of your day. Uh, maybe you don't have daycare expenses anymore. Maybe the kids are at home. So if they are, think of things you would have missed during the day, you know, driving your kids maybe to a soccer game or dance class. These are little things, but they add up and, and it's quality time with your family that you might not have spent if you were at the office. Now, maybe on the other hand, you want to stay away from your family. So maybe it's not a good thing. I don't know. But joking aside, um, so I think the family, um, spending more quality time with the family is, is a pretty big plus, right? So this increases opportunities for employers to attract talent. If you're able to offer this work remotely, especially like we said with the number of millennials now in the U.S. workforce, you're going to attract more talent that way. And one of the biggest things, the biggest advantages I think of is the ability to work remotely in another city. So maybe you don't like the cold and the wind and the snow. Maybe you like warmer weather. Maybe you like palm trees like I do, warm weather and the sun. If you're truly able to work fully remote, you can work anywhere in the world, really, right? So think of it. I work in Boston. If I would have moved to Florida and work remotely and I still, I was employed in Boston, but I lived in Florida, I'd live like a king down there because the living expenses are so damn low down there. Now, on the other hand, if I moved out to California, maybe it would be the same as living in Boston because the living expenses are pretty much equal. But I'm just using that to make a point. Maybe you move somewhere if you're able to, still work for your company, still be connected to the folks you work with and living where you want to live. So it's really, you're getting the best of both worlds. So with that said, let's look at some of the downsides. If there are any, you know, there are some perhaps. And again, people talk about employee isolation when we talk about working remotely. 
employee isolation always comes up. Not for me personally. I actually thrive in an isolated environment and still have many options to communicate with my coworkers on and off the clock. I mean, people can get in touch with me anytime, anyhow, during the day. We have Skype instant message. We have Microsoft Teams. We have uh, Jabba that I spoke of earlier. What the hell? They can text my phone if they want or call my cell phone. So we are still very connected to each other. You know, I don't see sometimes, when I think of it, what is the advantage of me physically sitting at work, or si physically sitting in a cubicle? You actually spend less time in meetings and more time working at the task at hand, like I said before. So if I'm at home, I'm focused in on what I'm doing and what needs to get done that day. Yes, there are still some distractions. Obviously, you know, I get 100 emails a day that I have to field. Uh, I get phone calls still. But I, I, I don't have all the distractions I normally would, so I'm able, able to focus in on my work. So at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, I don't see what the advantage is of me personally sitting physically in a cubicle or sitting at home. You can get in touch with me either way, right? So there's always this suspicion of non-productivity. I believe this to be more of a myth than fact myself. Uh, we, we've already mentioned how... It's proven that people who work remotely are more productive. I mean, I know I personally, again, I've been, I feel like I've been more productive than I have been in the past sitting in an office. Uh, and I'm going to mention that in a couple of minutes uh, when we're going to talk about the work-life balance. So I want to read a statement that I heard on the Today Show recently. And they said the potential for absenteeism is an aspect of remote work that employers might find worrisome, especially among controlling managers, because remote employees aren't subject to direct supervision. Some employers think that this automatically means they will not be as productive as they would be in the office. So again, my answer to that is if you're a strong manager or if you have a strong manager who hires competent employees, that should not be an issue at all. Remember, I spoke early on in this podcast about customer service and uh, Disney, how they hire for attitude. If, if you hire the right employees, if you screen and hire the right competent employers, I'm sorry, if you hire the right employees, whether you manage them remotely or you manage them physically in a building should not make a difference. Employers can also implement a system of key performance indicators to evaluate productivity of employees, right? So these KPIs can be tailored to unique employee positions. You know, I know at, at my job, we do that, right? So we all have these KPIs that we have to report to weekly, monthly, yearly. So uh, my goals are no less than they are normally. I still have goals at work that I have to meet every day. So these are key performance indicators that keep me on track and keep other employees on track. So really uh, that not having direct supervision really shouldn't come into play that much anyway. And managers must also learn to trust and have faith in their employees, right? Need for high self-discipline. This is another one that came up when I was reading about this subject. I think really, so self-discipline, we're all adults, right? <laughs> I mean, it's up to the individual 
to be responsible enough not to succumb to distractions or lose motivation. I know I haven't lost motivation. Again, you know, speaking for myself, I have not lost any motivation to work every day. So I really don't have to try high for that quote unquote self-discipline. That just kind of comes natural. I wake up, I stop my job and I do what I need to do every day. I'm no less, you know, motivated at home than I, you know, would be at work. Another point that came up, right, was total dependency on technology. Uh, so loss of internet, that that came up as an issue. Well, you know what? I've actually lost my internet more so at work than I ever have at home. So take that um, disadvantage, if you will, for what it's worth. I will give you a tip. So here's my little Steve tip of the week. I was having issues early on when we started working remotely due to the pandemic. Uh, I was having not so much Wi-Fi issues, but I think when I moved my home office into the second bedroom, so, you know, our house runs front to back. So my home office now is in the back bedroom and it's the farthest point away from the router. So I was having some connectivity issues. I tried a Wi-Fi extender, which really didn't help that much. You know, it got to one point where I was on a Microsoft Teams call and I actually got disconnected three times during the meeting. So I was kind of fed up at that point. So what I did, and here is my tip for the week, is I went to Amazon. I got a Cat5 cable. It's called a C-A-T, Cat5 cable. And what I did is I plugged that cable directly into my laptop, out the window, across the building, into my living room window, and plugged it directly into my router. So if you're working from home and you get a Cat5 cable, plug your laptop directly into your router and any Wi-Fi issue you had before will magically disappear in an instant. I have not had one issue since I've not gotten thrown offline. I've not had any slowness with my laptop or my um, online experiences. My meetings have all gone fine. You know, sometimes you're at work, you're on a Zoom call or a Teams call and there's there's always a few people who have that glitchiness and they're jumping or they're slowing or they freeze. I haven't had any of those issues since I plugged directly into the router. So if you take anything else away from this episode, get yourself a Cat5 cable and plug into a router. And then you can thank me on email. Send me an email and you can thank me. So Lack of workplace social life. This came up as a disadvantage. Uh, you know, hanging out with folks after work really nowadays is no longer an option anyway, right? Nobody's getting together because the bars are all closed. At my work anyway, what we did is we started having these monthly socials via Teams or Zoom. It's actually Teams now. We switch. We have this monthly social after work, and it's like a Thursday night. After everyone's done, we all jump on a call and we all talk and how was your week? And we talk about our personal stuff and anything that we would have talked about sitting at the bar or hanging out after work, we can do so online. I know it's not the same as in person, but you know, it's what we have right now and it's worked and I think it worked out great. If you are working remotely and you do work with a group of folks who are also working remotely and you haven't done that, maybe give it a try. Because that really is a morale booster too. And it kind of breaks up the monotony of all this just work, 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 work stuff. To meet with these people and just have some laughs 
and, you know, get stuff off our chest and then move on uh, has really, really been great. So again, we talked about blurred lines, you know, or managing your or balancing your work home life, uh, work life balance, as it's called. So this is a, you know, it's not an issue, but I've talked about this a lot since we went remote. The way I look at it is when you go to work, you go to work, you go to a physical building when five o'clock comes or five thirty, whatever it may be is your day's over, you fold your laptop, you walk out of that building, you go home, your work and your home are separate. Physically, they're separate places, right? So you're, it, it's kind of easier to separate the two. When you're at home, you're at home. When you're at work, you're at work. But with the remote work, I will say it's almost like Velcro, right? So now the two have been combined. So your work is home and your home is at work. Uh, there's times I find myself, I'm sitting on the couch and uh, look at my outlook and say, oh, look, there's an email. And I'll say to myself, you know what, let me just answer this email. So I walk into my back room, I turn my laptop on and I get to an email and that turns into two emails and three emails. And all of a sudden now you're working and it's 1030 at night. But the, the point is that work is here. It's always here. Now it's here 24 seven and you really have to find a way to separate it. Uh, it's not, I won't say difficult, but it, it's been hard at some points to separate the two on the weekends. Work is here at night. Work is here. So you, you really got to like draw a line in the sand and make that cut and try and balance your home life and work life. Um, that I will say, I, I wouldn't call that a disadvantage. I will just say it's a challenge, especially if you're new to working remotely. I'm better at it now than I was last March. It, it's something you really need to work at and know when work starts and stops and when home life starts and stops. So to wrap up, let's think of it this way. Say you own a business. Perhaps you're a CEO or a CFO of a big company. Maybe you're an HR director or some kind of corporate leader. Think of this. If somebody walked into your office and proposed to you one change that would save your company a considerable amount of money, increase productivity, lower employee turnover, and as a result, have happier, less distracted workers. On top of that, you'd have to invest little to no overhead. What would your answer be? So think of it. It's clear that remote work has its pros and cons, obviously, but ultimately the advantages of remote work far outweigh the disadvantages by leaps and bounds. There's no question about it. Thanks to advanced technology that we, you know, mentioned earlier, all of those things that are available nowadays, the influx of millions of millennials into the workforce and the positive environmental impacts, you know, the substantial savings to operating costs would be huge to any employer, increased productivity. I think remote work will undoubtedly become more widespread in the years to come. So what are your thoughts? Have you or do you currently work remotely? Is it even offered by your employer? Have, has it ever been talked about? And if so, what has your experience been? Do you like it? Maybe you don't like it. Maybe you hate it. Uh, I personally like it. But either way, I'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback on this subject. 
we're going to do a part two of uh, working remotely. So that will be coming up in the next week or two. So look for that. But I really would love to hear what you think about work remote if you have any experience. Uh, you can always email me directly at steve at savopediamedia.com. So that's steve at S-A-V-O-P-E-D-I-A-M-E-D-I-A.com. And be sure to visit our all-new updated website, the same name. So it's www.savopediamedia.com. And I'm also this week thrilled to announce that you can now find Savopedia on Stitcher. So, yep, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. So we are, we are really excited to be part of the Stitcher family and Sirius XM. To me, that, that is a really big deal. Um, so I want to thank everyone at Stitcher who helped make that possible. And, again, we're happy to be part of your family. Um, and I will provide that new link on the website and the show notes. And I will also include, now that I mention it, the Cat5 cable that I talked about. I'm going to include the link to Amazon, um, the one that I purchased. So hopefully that'll help you out. And that'll bring you right to the Amazon site. And then hopefully it will help you out. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please remember to give us a rating and leave us a review. It really helps to get this show promoted. You know, they say the best publicity a podcast can receive is ratings. So we truly appreciate that. Uh, it really does. A, a lot of things are based on ratings and how this show is distributed throughout the universe. So thank you to everyone who already has. You know, you guys, as I say all, all the time, you guys are awesome. So I really, really do appreciate it. And again, with the holidays upon us, don't forget to check out our sponsor, www.waterpawsco.com, waterpaws.com. Get those handmade custom bandanas for your cats and dogs and get the quality your pups deserve. So really, that will do it for this week. Take care, be safe, and we'll see you again next week.